0: Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions, 512-836-0590.
1: Hey, good morning gardeners. Welcome back or welcome to Gardening Naturally. Lovely day today, lovely, lovely, lovely day today. Get out there and enjoy the weather. Even if you just go for a walk, these temperatures going to touch 80. Wow, that is really lovely weather. Just a light breeze. Oh, my. Get out there and get yourself some outside. We all need it every once in a while. This will be the weekend to do it. Let's go to the phone. This is Paula. Paula, what
2: can I help you with? Walking, that's what I'm doing. I'm out walking.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, yeah, it is beautiful. Um, I have two questions. One is real fast. The the little brown I can't remember the name. They're flying around everywhere. They look like larger lace wings. Um they're I mean all over the trees and stuff right now. And it's Kind of a mosquito-looking thing, but larger. Mm Mm-hmm. They're they're brown. Mm Mm-hmm. What are those?
1: Larger mosquitoes? No, Well, they're not a a... real mosquito. They're not a real mosquito.
2: Yeah, it looks like a a brown, large brown green lacewing, almost.
1: Well, there is a brown... Lace wing. There are green lace wings. There are brown lace wings. It's probably not that. Sometimes you'll hear them called elephant, uh, elephant mosquitoes. Uh huh. And um, it's a big bug. It's, it's no big harm.
2: It's, it's I mean for a little flying thing it's fairly good size like I said somewhat larger than a green lacewing.
1: Yeah, um, they are. They're they're food for other in, insect, other animals right now. Birds like them things like that. There are a lot of them. Um, they you'll find them even down in the turf not just on the plant. But down in the turf, and they're flying around, and they're annoying, but that's <laughs> the, about the worst of it. They're annoying.
2: Yeah, they, I mean, just in the last two days, we've just seen them, especially around the oak trees on the bark, as if they're trying to gather sap or something. I don't know.
1: Just They're just a pain. They'll be gone yeah. in six weeks, maybe less than six weeks.
2: Okay, I was just curious about them. They don't seem to be doing any damage or anything. Just curious my 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 real question is, is between now and let's say four weeks from now, a good time to plant a lace bark or cedar elm tree?
1: Yes, okay. It would have been better if you could have done it in October.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: but <laughs> today's the next best time to do it, all right? Okay, because you're going to get it in the ground. Prepare it right? right? And but that that kind of tree will handle our conditions pretty well. Okay, great. Well, that's what we're going to do
2: probably this weekend. Then
1: uh, that's a good choice. That is, I have to go pick out a new one because I cut one down yesterday. So oh, yeah, it was now, heartbreaking. Um,
2: it is. It uh, is. We yeah, we've had to do some cutting down over the years for. Various reasons, and it, it is heartbreaking. But
1: well, uh, well, uh, so going to replace it. So yes, I miss Actually, it, but I'll put in a new one.
2: Yeah, we're adding to where we hadn't had a tree in a long time. Our neighbor had to take his down about ten years ago, and we we've been missing that shade on that side of the house. So we thought, well, this year let's buy ourselves a Christmas, birthday, anniversary present, <laughs> and get a good sized one.
1: Yeah. And it it'll probably be there long enough that you'll get to enjoy it and uh, watch it grow.
2: Yeah. Well, we we love our trees. So, well, listen, I appreciate your help and and just love your show. And uh
1: thank, get, well, thank you enjoy for the beautiful call. day. Uh, you too. Uh okay. you're already out there. I'll be out there when the show's over
2: excellent excellent we'll have a good weekend
1: you too paula thanks for the call let's go to the phone this is john john what can i help you with hi jeff good morning so the lady that just called in trying to figure out what that bug is it's called a mayfly or mosquito eater that's what she's that's what she's referring to uh and let them be because they're eating the mosquitoes they're great I, I, you know, I know what a mayfly is, but they only live about 24 hours. Yeah. So everyone likes to kill I mean, them, and everyone thinks they're dangerous, but they're uh, they're great for the environment. So and they're harmless to us. And they are a food source. And right now, with uh, all these birds who are putting out clutches, they need all the food they can get. So you're right. It is. It, and, it is not something. It is not something to concern ourselves with. The only time yeah, we they, should be concerned about it is if you're riding a motorcycle without a helmet. Yeah, exactly.
3: You'll be eating a lot of them. Uh, yeah. So they yep. eat the mosquitoes, and then the bats come and eat the
1: mayflies. So it's just a big cycle of life. It's, it's wonderful. Yep. Yep. Uh, we we need to learn to be a little more patient and not oh there's a bug I gotta kill it no nah, man let it be it, it ain't gonna bother you
3: yeah usually it's there's a reason for everything so yep
1: John uh, thank you for the I, call I appreciate your time thank you have a good weekend you too yeah folks those bugs. Maybe they're annoying to you. Maybe you don't like bugs in your teeth riding a bicycle or a motorcycle. I get it. But, geez, they're not going to bother you. Leave them be. The birds will help get rid of them. The bats, the birds, all kinds of things will take care of balancing everything out. If you want to get rid of them, Make sure that you're providing habitat for the things that eat them. Provide, provide water for the birds, and they'll come by and clean up the yard for you. And the birds, of course, are always beautiful to watch. Like I said, we got our first Purple Martins yesterday. They, they actually spent the night in the house. Oh, and something else that we noticed in the last couple of days, our native milkweed is starting to grow, grow, and I mean antelope horn. We have several spots in the yard that every year there's antelope horn growing there, and it disappears in summer, and the cold weather makes it disappear and it goes dormant. We have it coming up now. That's great. That enables the monarch migrations. They have this ability to recognize that they can't migrate if they don't have a food source to lay their eggs on. And once the antelope horn starts showing up, among others like the zygotes, uh, green milkweed, and tropical milkweed may be coming back, we're not going to see these beautiful butterflies yet. And remember, while the milkweeds are the uh, food source for monarch caterpillars, there are several other butterflies that will lay their eggs on there and be food source also, like queens and viceroys. So... Try to leave your milkweed alone and let it come up. Don't be mowing it down yet. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm My text messaging here
1: is exploding because everyone is reporting the flies we're seeing, the big mosquitoes, are called crane flies. Harmless, annoying, and that's the worst of it. So I think we can kind of drop that subject now. We're all dealing with it, and the thing about it is there's really nothing to deal with. They're not going to bother us. Let's go to the phone. This is Diane. Diane, what the hell are you with?
2: Good morning.
1: I um, would like to get on
2: top of my cinch bugs this year, and I forget what you're supposed to do early in the year to um, dissuade them.
1: Well... A lot of times, when we try to get rid of uh, the chinch bugs, um, you can use a horticultural oil. You can use neem oil. You can use the uh, summer weight horticultural oil. Okay. You mix it with you mix it with water, and you apply it to the area where the chinch bugs tend to show up. Chinch uh-huh. bugs love sidewalks, driveways, right near hot places. You'll find a lot of chinch bugs in the hell strip between the road and the sidewalk. Um, You can start applying that now. Okay. And all you gotta do is drench the soil and maybe you do it again next month or the month after that. So just follow the instructions on
2: the on the neem oil to, in terms of dilution?
1: Yeah, it's about an ounce per gallon. Shake it okay. up well. And uh, you can water it in, literally. And all of those bugs, they're, they will get suffocated.
3: Ah, okay. So
2: that's Thank
1: what it's doing to them. Perfect. Mm-hmm.
3: Great.
2: Okay. Any certain kind of neem oil or just whatever
1: uh, no neem oil is um neem oil it, it really does yeah neem oil is neem oil it doesn't matter who produces it okay uh, the only difference is oops i go with the cheap
2: Gotcha. Okay, great. I'll give it a try this year. I have some resolve and some motivation this year. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for the call, Diane. Folks, I don't know where she got resolve and motivation, but I want to go to that store and get it. Um, Let's go to the phone. This is Kay. Kay, what can I help you with?
4: Uh, Good morning. Um, I had my soil tested at A&M and got the results a few weeks back and it just seems to be a mess. I know that I have been fighting take all in the backyard and get the occasional brown patch, um, so I've had a lawn service coming in trying to help me with everything, but the result shows that everything's just off the charts. Um, name and element, and it's in the very high category, so I don't know what to do with the lawn this year. It obviously doesn't need like nitrogen or anything like that, which I think is bad for take-all anyhow from what I read. Should I do compost? Should I do nothing?
1: Okay, first off, Texas soil is notoriously low in nitrogen. So if yours is giving you a reading that you have real high nitrogen, um, stop fertilizing. You don't need a super-rich soil for your uh, turf grass. You can do the composting. Compost, as it breaks down, helps acidify the soil. It can make a significant difference in the acidity of the soil. The more acidic the soil is, the less prone to take all root rot. So okay. it'll improve the soil, it'll improve your turf, make it look good, and it will help battle the take-all.
4: Okay, and so that uh, I've also heard in the past, you all talking about seaweed. Is that anything that would help strengthen the grass
1: to fight the take-all? Yes, it would. Seaweed solution, you can uh, put it in a hose-end sprayer and Basically, you're going to paint your lawn with the hose-end sprayer seaweed. It will help improve the health of the grass. It will help reduce your water usage. And it will really strengthen the roots, which that's the first part that's attacked. The roots are attacked. Uh, The stronger the roots, the more they can withstand the attack. Okay, and
4: is, since we have the warm weather, and we all hope it's here to stay, can I start that now?
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay, ma'am. Okay, and
4: if last not, question: if it's
1: once, once a not month. Freezing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, that's it. That, that's not a bad schedule. Once a month with the seaweed. If it's not freezing, you can use seaweed. Okay. And I don't see it freezing again. I don't know about you, but. I don't think we're going to get another freeze. I'd be surprised.
4: I think it's going to be a warm one. So compost and seaweed yeah. would be enough to throw at it for now to, to give it some help and see how it does.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And you'll find out that the seaweed will also help you or help your turf deal with drought and the summer heat. So by mm-hmm. doing that monthly, you're going to help get your turf through the bad weather.
4: Okay, great. Thank you very much.
1: You bet, Kay. Good luck with that. Yeah, folks, uh, you can start now improving your turf. Take all root rot is everywhere in Texas. Sorry. It is. It appreciates alkaline soil and a good rich soil applying a top dressing of compost compost not topsoil compost as it breaks down it produces uh, a more acidic soil the the more acidic you can make your turf the happier and healthier your turf will be it can help with its acidity It can help keep the take-all away. So good, healthy soil is always the answer to every problem. The nice thing about seaweed is it's so easy to apply. Get a hose-end sprayer, get seaweed solution, fill the jug to the number it says, and away you go. Act like you're spray painting your lawn with the seaweed. You want to get everything wet. You don't need to soak it. You're not trying to water the lawn. You're trying to wet the lawn. Try to get everything wet. Don't try to stand there and water an inch worth of water there. But by doing that, maybe once a month, you will start building up your turf grass ability to handle the heat and the drought. And the healthier the turf, the more resistant they are to the various diseases that bother it. So keep all of this in mind to make sure that you get a nice, happy, healthy turf that looks good and isn't so prone to diseases. Folks, it's Gardening Naturally coming to the bottom of the hour. We're going to break for the news. I'll catch you on the other side.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> um, gorgeous day today It's gonna look so good today gonna enjoy being outside uh, let's go to the phone this is Tom Tom what can I help you with Good morning yes sir See, I just I just aerated my lawn I had it done and they put something on it called Turkey floor. I had over-fertilized the end of last year and and fried parts of my lawn. Do I need to put any other kind of fertilizer on the grass now, or have I done enough? You've done enough. If you've done aerating and you top dress with the turkey manure, that's going to make a great turf for you. Believe it or not, grass does not need a ton of fertilizer. It it does just fine when you do the things like you're doing. Compost, uh, the the turkey manure is a great compost, doing the aerating. Now you just need to make sure you get your water cycle down, and you will see your grass start to uh, return and look good for you this spring. Tom, I wonder if I lost you there. May have. Folks, you, you do not put high fertilizer on your turf. It doesn't need it. It's better to figure out the grass you have, determine how much fertilizer it needs, and to split the amount of fertilizer in half Apply some in the early spring, and some in the relatively early fall. That will help build up great roots, and the good big roots give you better turf. Um, I know, folks. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I I know, folks were asking. About the Aunt Molly's ground cherry, I've got starts. They came up. And they are finally, finally producing true leaves. That's a really good sign. They are still some of the smallest plants that I've ever seen start. The stems are still just hair thick. And four leaves on the plant is about the size of a pea in terms of how much space they take up. Very, very tiny plant and very slow growing. I do fertilize and it sits under a LED grow light, you know, more than 12 hours a day, just can't get it to go here. Not sure if that's normal, or if uh, if that's uh, something wrong. Don't know. Going to find out. Um, let's see. What else have we got going on here? Oops. Got somebody reporting it. I know that, uh, I know if one person has it, we'll start hearing more people with it. What do you do about the worms that are eating your mountain laurel bush? Okay. Those worms come from what's called the genista wasp, uh, moth, sorry, genista moth. It lays eggs. They hatch into a very ugly, very hairy caterpillar, and they can produce webbing around the leaves that they live in. It helps protect them from guys that are going to eat them. So they make their own defensive guard. What can you do about it? Number one, when you see the leaves all stuck together with what looks like cobwebs, Tear that off. Take a stick and tear it open. Number two, the caterpillar itself you can kill by using a product called B.T. Baker Thomas B.T. Spray it once a week, and then uh, keep spraying it. It will. What happens is. The caterpillar will take a bite of the leaf, it'll ingest the BT, and it will kill it. You can't do it once, okay? You you have to be a little dedicated to this, but you want to spray about once a week, let's say for at least three weeks, at least three weeks. That will get rid of those guys from eating your mountain laurel. And if you're seeing it on there now, you got to be careful because they're eating off blooms. So if you have blooms that haven't opened yet, those caterpillars are going to attack them. And then you lose the beauty of the plant, that lovely grape knee-high smell. Um, But Bt is the answer. Only spray the plants you're trying to treat. Meaning if you're making up Bt to get rid of the worms that are in your mountain laurel, only spray your mountain laurel. There are so many other plants out there right now that caterpillars will be eating so the caterpillars have food to turn into butterflies. Butterflies. There are some we don't want, and this genista moth that is producing the hairy, ugly caterpillar that eats the leaves and blooms of your mountain laurel, we could do without that guy. So don't feel bad spraying your mountain laurel, but be careful spraying anywhere else because you could be killing plants you want to keep. Butterflies that you are looking forward to—they're not going to kill the plant by chewing on it. They make it look bad, but they're not going to kill it. Okay, uh, here comes the argument. Uh, there's a comment about people and the tropical milkweed, and about how it's bad. For Monarchs. Okay, this is a holy war, folks. There are a lot of places that will tell you this is bad because it promotes OE, which is a disease that the butterflies can get. Because it does X, Y, or Z. The number one risk to Monarchs is Habitat. It is not what kind of milkweed are you growing. It's the fact that there's any kind of milkweed available for them. The National Butterfly Center would rather you plant any kind of milkweed than worry about edge cases, outliers that may be an issue. So It is your choice. If you don't believe that the tropical milkweed is good and that you shouldn't grow it, don't grow it. Simple answer. However, the butterflies need milkweed. That is their only source to lay eggs that will become caterpillars that will eat the milkweed and then create a chrysalis and hatch as a monarch. The risk of the, quote, bad milkweed, the tropical milkweed, is a lot less than no milkweed. So make your own choice as to what you do or do not want to plant. Let's go to the phone. This is Denise. What can I help you with? Hi, I had called
3: previously about a Monterey oak that all the leaves went brown. They didn't ever fall off. I've waited. Nothing's coming out. So I'm out here right now, and I'm scratching on the bark down low. And I'm not... And this this is probably diameter-wise, a good three inches in diameter. It's been in the ground for two years, and I'm just—I'm not finding any green when I'm scratching down low, and I thought maybe the bark, when it gets this um, woody, it doesn't show green. I, I haven't found any in the branches, uh, any green in the branches, so I'm just wondering, is it a total loss? I don't want to wait too long to plant a new one because of the the summer i'd like for it to be well established but i don't want to give up on it if it might still come back
1: um got a pair of pruners hand pruners are fine okay you have no risk in doing this go to the outer tips of the branches pick one of the branches and cut off six inches of it and look at the cut is there any green in the cut is there any green on the piece that's left on the tree? No? Yeah, it, nope. Move in another six inches and try again. Go to a different branch to see what's going on. We took a beating. The Monterey Oak is usually considered much tougher as a tree. Um, but I have to admit, I lost mine during the freeze-pocalypse and didn't expect it. Try that. Try trimming back some of these branches to see if you can find any green still there.
3: Yeah, I I trimmed back several uh, this morning that are as big around as my finger and nothing, no green.
1: I have no explanation other than the heat and drought last year may have overwhelmed the tree. Do you need to wait and give it a chance? That's up to you. With what you've just done, you pretty much have got the answer that that tree's not making it. That's what I was afraid of.
3: Okay, I'm going to go over a few feet and plant another one. And if this one comes up from the roots, then I'll see if I can dig it up and uh, put it somewhere where it can come up. and and not be close to another one this is in the ideal spot but I'll move over a couple of feet and plant
1: yeah that's one way to do it that's one way to regain that tree so good idea to get the new tree in rather than waiting to get rid of the old one and uh, then plant so new tree first good idea Uh, Denise seems we lost you sorry about that Folks, This is Gardening Naturally. Uh, I need to take a break. I'll be right back.
0: This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590. Back, everybody.
1: Uh, this weekend, hmm, unfortunately, because we just cut down a tree. Heartbreaking. It was a gorgeous tree, just finally kinda of died out on us. I have a stump. Now the the good news about this stump is it's in the middle of a flower bed. So if I wanna just walk away from it, no big deal. But gonna try something different. I've always told people you can drill holes into the stump, as many as you can get in there, and fill it with a good high nitrogen fertilizer. What you're doing is you're going to feed the fungi that rots out the wood. And hopefully you'll be able to get rid of your stump faster. Well, I'm going to try another method where you do the same thing. Drill as many holes as you can into the stump, and you fill them with Epsom salts. You can go to HEB and get a bag of it. It's not very expensive. It's like a dollar a pound. Go to HEB, get Epsom salts, sprinkle it into the holes that you've drilled. Use like a a one-inch spade bit. Drill down an inch um, as far as you can get it. Fill it with the Epsom salts. The Epsom salts are going to desiccate the heart of the tree. This is going to help prevent all those shoots from coming up that you never seem to be able to keep ahead of. And the way to get around that is They'll dry it out, and you can wind up having the trunk, the stump, dry out and die and break down in six months to a year. Not going to hurt the soil. Going to make sure the trunk doesn't try to throw up shoots that you just can't take care of that won't come up for you. And then you can work the trunk out or try to work the trunk out. I have a couple of trees where we got cut down, wow, several years ago. Um, Probably seven or eight years ago, we got them cut down because they were dangerous. The wind blew and they would bend and crack and were too close to the house. So we cut them down. We did nothing to the trunks, just simply cut it down. No no chipping, no um, grinding of the, the uh, stump, no chemicals. And this year, well, part of last year and really showing it this year, all of the roots and the parts of the stump are breaking down. I can go in there now with a shovel and give it a little wiggle back and forth and take out big chunks of these roots that are now dead and then get them out of the way. The wood is rotting. Took took about five to six years to get to that point that it would be easy to just dig it out now. Hoping to find out that the Epsom salt on a just cut down tree, literally cut down 24 hours ago, will get the tree to break down quickly. Rather than five years, I'll take six months. That sounds like a good deal to me. Hopefully it will work and it will not harm the flowers in the flower bed. So this is an inexpensive way to not poison anything, not ruin anything, not really destroy any existing plants and get that trunk out of there. Now, I'm going to do what Denise is doing. She's got a tree that's not sure made it. That's a great loss. She's going to give it a chance, and just in case, she's going to go ahead and plant a new one right near it to get the effect you're looking for or the appearance. She's going to put in a new tree with the hope of getting it to start growing. That way if the other one doesn't make it, okay, cut it down. If it does make it, then you can worry about, oh, gee, do I leave both trees here? Maybe I dig one up and move it up to you i'm going to be basically doing that here arguing over what kind of tree to plant i planted a monterey a few years ago thought it was a magnificent tree it grew fast it grew large it was beautiful tree and it froze solid so so disappointing Got a stump from that one left over. Going to also try to work that one out also. So remember, if you have a tree and it's not behaving, it doesn't look good, it died, and you haven't cut it down yet, you can go ahead and plant its replacement now. Dig the hole that it needs. You can even dig it very, very close to the existing trunk. You'll have to saw through some roots, maybe. It'll be a little bit of work, but you can get a new tree planted right next to an old one with the idea that the old tree is going to wind up dying out, and the new one will take its place, and you will get the beauty and the shade that you were looking for. Go ahead and establish the new tree. Establish the new tree before you remove the old one. Plan ahead. I replaced the two trees I cut down, both Arizona ashes, both terrible, with new trees years before we cut them down. And uh, it it really made a difference. Now, there's a good question. Somebody just texted me. What about leaving a tall stump so that you could put a bird bath on it, or a bird feeder, or something like that? Up to you. No reason you can't. Just ask them to cut it to the right height for you. Folks, this has been Gardening Naturally. Uh, coming up to the top of the hour, going to have the news. I will talk to you all tomorrow at 8 a.m. Enjoy this weekend.